working through your technique, I, I want to help continue to raise the ceiling. And and we can sure. raise the floor yeah. there as well. But I think yeah. a lot of, you know, getting to play at the highest possible level that you're capable of, it, it, we might have to go beyond the swing a little bit. All right, welcome to the Player Pursuits podcast. My name is Alex Shattuck. And today, first guest, first episode, we've got an instructor, John Iceman out of Northern Virginia, one of the top rated instructors in Virginia, and kind of one of the pioneers in, in building an academy based around technology, getting the most out of their player. So how are you doing, John? Hey, Alex, how are you? I appreciate you guys having me on, and I'm looking forward to chatting today. Yeah, no, it is uh, great to have you on. So thank you for coming on. And I guess we'll kind of dive right into it. You know, golf is one of those uh, sports or hobbies, you know, it, it truly almost defines who we are and, and not the results. I think that that's a big thing for players. We don't want right. results to define who we are, but golf oftentimes right. defines who we are. So just kind of, I'd like to know a little bit more about what golf means to you, what your journey within the sport and how you got to where you are uh, transpired. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. This is about an hour, two hour conversation, how we got into it. Right. But um, no, I, I, um, I was one of those kids growing up that, you know, golf wasn't really cool yet. Um, it, you, you know, there, the tiger effect hadn't happened yet. Um, if you're an athlete, you played basketball, baseball, football. Um, and I, I remember, me almost loving the game so much that I almost didn't tell my friends that I, I really enjoyed playing golf, right? Um, I, and I, I noticed in a change in me, primarily um, when I knew I was playing golf the next day and I was I couldn't sleep because I was so, so excited that I would be going out on the golf course playing. So, uh, it, you know, golf to me has shaped me tremendously um, from my high school years, you know, to my college to to my college days, primarily because. I was in that pursuit of, of, man, this game is really hard. Um, to me, it, it came a lot harder than basketball, baseball, football did. Um, and so I, I wanted to, to, to keep battling, to keep getting out there, trying to understand the game a little bit more. I think golf is, you know, you said something, how golf identifies us all differently. Um, and for me, it was just how hard the game truly, really was, um, even to the point where, man, I'd love to teach it one day because it is difficult to learn. It is it is hard to, to kind of key in on how you get better and things to improve on. So um, I, I I identified into the game more because it was was highly, highly difficult compared to the other sports. Yeah, you know, I, I know for myself, like you know, the swish of a net in when you <laughs> yeah. sink a jump shot, you know, yeah. when you when you hit a baseball well, it was that feeling of impact for me. Yeah, as, right. as a golfer, that it, it was the most addicting feeling, and just all, sure. all I wanted to do all summer long, and and right. you know, we right. grow within the sport from sure. there. So Absolutely. obviously, you know, playing, you're addicted. You wanna, you wanna become a teacher because that is what a lot of us, I know, I teach myself. That is right. what we do to stay close to the game and and educate others. What is your teaching journey been like? I know you've had the chance yeah. to learn from some of the best. I did. Yeah, I was very lucky, very fortunate. I, uh, I think, you know, I even became a professional very unaware of what you were supposed to do in a golf swing. Um, I, I remember getting lessons going, I don't do any of that. I've never thought about that. Um, so yeah, I, I really, when I became a professional, I, I, I you know, I, I 
joined the PGA of America and I put that blue blazer on, I put that PGA pin and I wanted to go to all those teaching and coaching summit meetings and I wanted to soak it all up. And I think for me, um, you almost kind of get to a point where you, you, you get all that information and you try to go out there and you try to work on people and you just don't know if it's working. The, the person in front of you could say, hey, this is great. Uh, this feels great. And then they go play and they call you. You know this, Alex. Like they call you and they go, man, I played terrible, right? So it's, it's kind of like, what are we doing? What am I supposed to be doing as an instructor um, to, to really hone in, to get the best out of, out, out of my students and out of my players? So studying under guys, um, I kind of went from my section. Uh, I worked at Westwood Country Club and and I almost left the industry altogether to try to learn more about it. Um, I, I kind of went down and I traveled all over the place learning under guys that I, I didn't even know what their methods were, what their philosophies for, were, but I kept a notebook and I remember looking at that going, man, that's gold. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that before. So you kind of have this big, huge teaching toolbox of, of information that you feel like you could pull out. But I think that the biggest thing was once you find those instructors that kind of have the same language in their head, they, they're, you're almost after the same thing. Um, that's where it kind of clicks. So guys like Dana Dahlquist was a big influence on me. Um, got, it, it was more getting introduced to positions because we didn't have all the technology, but just a better understanding of, of, of those positions and what to see in a player. In 2D, when we look on a video, um, there's only so much that we can see. So uh, at, at that time, it was a lot of position-based golf and learning how to get those people in those good positions. Um, there were some small rumblings and talks about like how we move our body and things like that. But um, you know, I think it wasn't until I really paired the two of getting involved with some of the science uh, behind it that that it was really a, a good fit for me. Yeah. So, you know, I think that over the last, let's, let's call it 50, 60 years, but I'm sure it's been before that as a, as a kind of yeah. student of the game, historian of the game, the golf instruction landscape has just changed drastically. It truly right. went from right. just a, a decent player trying to tell others what they felt to, oh, oh, now we have a camera so we can actually see, you know, right. maybe what your feel is and what's real in, in the most basic 2D sense. And everything right. just exploded from there. You know, right. you you traveled around uh, going to a bunch of the the best coaches. Are you okay, kind of sure. name dropping anybody or any? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you can name it from Mike Adams to the Stack and Till guys with uh, uh, Mike Bennett, Andy Plummer, uh, Mac O'Grady schools. Uh, I, I mean, you name it. I I absorbed all that information. I was in those seminars, um, constantly just trying to say, oh you know, this is, this is something different, right? This is a, oh, there's structure to this. You can actually kind of put structure behind golf instruction, which I think is very hard to do. But I think that's when you kind of say to yourself, wow, there's there for a hundred years, we've been saying a fundamental of golf is grip stance, ball position, posture, and it has nothing to do with movement. And as you know, you have people that have great, you know, fundamentals with those grip stance, ball position, posture, and they can't hit it. So you, you kind of wanted that whole spectrum of information learning under different people that were influential within instruction. And, um, and I think that's where I said for me, myself, hey, this is really good. Hey, this is, I don't know what that is yet. So I'm not going to focus on that. This maybe doesn't fit the way that my brain works. So I'm not going to worry about that. But I think the best thing as an instructor, I would tell all the, uh, the young instructors too, I, I have 12 guys here at 
PGA too, that go out and learn all that stuff, go out and absorb all that and really get a, a, a bigger kind of, you know, horizon of what it is that is golf instruction and what's out there. Um, I think you said it perfect. There's, it's, it's kind of like, I remember taking lessons and they just slapped up the, uh, on the wall, the frame by frame positions of like a tour pro and you go, Hey, you don't look like this guy. You don't look like this guy. Um, and, and you go, okay, right. We didn't know any better. You go, okay, well, how, how do I do that? Um, and so I think, uh, I, I like where we are with golf instruction now, because there is some, there's some facts. There's a lot more facts over fiction nowadays. You can, you, a player is in a better position, I think, to filter out the good and the bad nowadays. I agree. And, and, and although it seems like there's more difference than ever before, I think that the goals are more defined as being the same, even amongst different theories. You know, I really admire um, guys like you who went out and, and learned under everybody, took in all the information and, and kind of dug it out of the dirt. Um, you know, my background's a little different where I was trained very much in, in one school of thought and one that I believe sure. in and, and teach. And sure. so sure. one of the reasons why I wanted to kind of have you on early is, is because of that difference. And that's what I'm trying to do in my own uh, career moving forward right. is, is going out and picking out uh, other voices yeah. to listen to. So no, when yeah. I very first started kind of talking to other people, my college teammates, friends in the industry, um, about you and your academy, the same two things just kept coming up all over the place, which was technology and pressure. I want you to right. kind of talk right. a little bit about why you think you have that reputation and, and why you think that it is going to help players. Yeah, I, I, uh, I really felt like, you know, when a, I remember seeing, I remember going to a seminar um, and it was up in Caves Valley and, and um, there's a lot of great instructors there. And it was, this was years ago, it was probably a decade ago. And they were talking about a pressure plate, which was like this thick, right? Right. That they would stand on. And I go, what, what, what the heck is that thing? Wait a second. What is, what is that thing measuring? What is that thing doing? Um, is it important? Is it not important? And um, I, I felt like movement in general um, I think, you know, we take good athletes and we put them in golf and we go, okay, boom, here you go. Hit that thing. Um, except you can't really move, but really you got to move enough, but don't really move. So I was more interested just for me that like, I know everybody in the seminar was interested in the other things. And for me, I was just really focused on this force plate and thought it was really cool that you could see kind of where you were moving within the ground to the trail side, to the, to the lead side. Um, with how much force and how fast you're doing for me that kind of lit up a light bulb like oh well maybe that's something that um, would really help a golfer whether they're an 18 handicap or whether they're a tour player and so I really got invested early into force plate technology from swing catalyst we're the only academy that I I think in the in, in the I know in this country that have swing catalysts, smart to move, and gas uh, force plates, and these force plates it. measure the, these force plates measure uh, three degrees of movement. So you can have some pretty cool things as far as mapping along the ground that gives you some clues of what's going on up top. So the very first thing I learned is, man, this player's over the top, but they're really not over the top with how they're swinging their arms their feet along the ground are causing them to have that over the top motion. And I thought that was something new, 
different. I hadn't heard that before uh, growing up or playing the game. Like, hey, you're over the top with your feet. Like, what what the hell does that mean? Um, so uh, to me, I said, whoa, that's a a little niche of different information that maybe I could um, get on board with and learn ways to communicate that to students in a way that it helped influence the golf club. Yeah, I think I think that what technology has done is allow us to measure and learn in ways that we would have never even considered until it slapped us in the face. Right. Um, we saw it first right. with obviously TrackMan. Um, right. And it amazes me all the things that are, are still being discovered within the numbers, uh, the, the correlations right. that exist there with whether it's specific moves or the other numbers on the screen that no one else is paying right. attention to. 100%. Um, you know, there's, there's, you know, a spin loft has been like this new right. thing that everyone's paying attention to. And it's, it's not new. It's just that we're finally learning and catching up to the technology. Right. Um, and I think that, there. right, you're exactly right, Alex. And I think, sorry to cut you off there. I think oh, you're good. The, the, the really interesting part about a track man that came out in what, 2009, I think was the first ever track man that came out. Um, you know, technology just goes, hey, like a lot of the ball flight laws, all those ball flight laws that we thought were set in stone are now totally changed, right? Um, because the data is saying, uh, actually, every shot you hit is a mishit, right? I mean, basically, that's what TrackMan is, right? It's, yeah. it, it's saying like everything, it, there's never zeros across that board on, on those parameters. So I think it's really interesting when we have that information now, and you can combine that with some ground data, um, because I think a lot of times in my world, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to say, the reason that you're getting this ball data is some of the, how you're being influenced moving in and out of the ground. There is a big correlation. Yes, we know face is king, and, and if you could square your face, but what is actually happening when you square that face? Um, or is there things that are happening within that motion, within that movement that can really influence your club face, your path, your attack angle, your spin loft, all, all of those things. And that's where we are, I think, right now. Right now, we're kind of trying to put together all these puzzle pieces of if I move a certain way, does that influence the golf club a certain way? Mm -hmm. And we do have 3D force, we do have 3D data that we can actually hook up to a player so we can see where the golf club is going. And you start to say, yeah, there are some pretty efficient movement patterns that correlate and influence where the golf club is going to go. And all that to say, it's not like it's necessarily making the golf swing easier. It's making the journey to get where you want to go easier than ever before. I, I would agree. It's, it's, it's speeding up the learning process. It's something that, you know, if, if we're talking about grip, stance, ball position, posture, and those, and those lessons, um, I, I don't know. It's like, do you, do you, do you pay six, a six series of lessons for, for that to get that perfect? Or are we speeding all this up by going, hey, if you're a 20 handicapper or if you're Rory McIlroy and you come in here and you get on a plate, you all step, we start at the same spot, right? We just hit a ball off the plate. So the technology is, is really, yes, it's, it's, it's kind of fast tracking the learning experience for the student. I love it because I could say, hey, um, this isn't John Eisman's biased opinion. There is some science behind this. And, <laughs> excuse me. And I think sometimes that's helpful going, oh, yeah, there's, there, there's computers. There's stuff telling me. It's like an MRI for your golf swing, right? Like, 
there there's things here that are in place science wise that kind of say yeah these are this is more efficient movement compared to what i was doing yeah and not to not to not that you have to give away the secret sauce but has there been anything <laughs> specifically that's really surprised you um that that maybe you wouldn't have thought or maybe you saw this player did it this way and and that 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 led to some interesting results sure yeah, I would say that, and this is a question I get a lot, like what is the gold, right, it, within movement? Or what is the gold within me taking a capture and, and looking at, at data? And, and I would say primarily, um, you know, from tour players to good ball strikers, there's, there, are sim there are more similarities within movement um, than there is big, huge differences. There is a million different ways to move and make it efficient. Um, there's some crazy movements, there's less movement, but really when you combine uh, in golf, we, we move lateral. So we move across the ground, um, you know, into our trail side and towards the target that, that creates after that some torque motion, uh, we call it AP force or toe heel force, and then there's vertical. So, th so the, the biggest kind of thing that we can look at with the data is a player kind of going through that sequence and when with how much force are they going through that sequence so there's some gold within the within the data that we get to see to see if it's efficient i would say most people do those planes of motion but probably 95 percent of everybody are late doing that so they don't they don't create enough force doing that in the golf swing um, we know that most players are very narrow um, so that shuts off some of this linear motion, right? We know that people are kind of playing heavier golf clubs. So it's going to shut off kind of maybe how much we could actually torque the body. So there are some, some really good pieces within data, uh, that we collect. That's like a, it's like a stamp of approval that you go, Hey, you got all these planes of motion going great. Let's just crank them up and let's just do them a little bit earlier. Yeah. I think that's, that's basically perfect. And, and where we go with it and. And, and how we find what we're looking for is really the the part that matters in the journey in developing a golf swing. Right. Um, right. You know, you're you're finding your kind of preferred matchup there, and you know, I think people right. think that instructors are trying to teach one swing. Everyone's trying to do the same thing. I think that a a really um, experienced instructor is working on more trying to find what works for you within, and and knows how to crank the dials to make it a little bit more natural for you. Right, I totally agree. I think every golf instructor out there, they're really trying to help. I think we're at, there's no golf instructor out there that's getting on the tee going, hey, you know what, um, I'm not interested in this guy. Like everybody's trying to help. I think it's more, just like you said, it's kind of, it's finding those things that are good and making sure that they stay there and also making sure that you keep sharpening those things. I think one of the great things at EGA that we do really well, especially with our better players, is we don't really say, hey, we're going to change your whole golf swing today. We're going to put your arms more out. We're going to, we just go, look, um, if we move a little bit different, you'll probably torque the handle a little bit differently and the shaft will move. So there isn't these big, huge changes that you would maybe feel like you've got to go to to stop slicing the golf ball. Um, I think if guys walk out of my studio and they go, man, I got to hit the range like every day for three hours to make this work. That would be a failed lesson in my opinion. I, I want them to be able to see this, feel this, see the data that it's changed in that hour to two hour session and go, wow, I, I just got to take this risk reward. I, I just got to move a little bit differently out there to see the difference. And I think that's the best part. It is, it, it really has fast tracked how that player can get better. 
um, more knowledgeable at a faster rate. Um, and I think the movement, if we just look at it on 2D, we don't really know what's going on underneath there. And I, I've got a great story for this. If you, if you have time for this, Alex, I, I have a really good story. 100%, of course. <laughs> um, this was before I was really involved in any force data collection. This is probably about 15 years ago. And I was at uh, Congressional Country Club and I was there to, to, to actually do a seminar. And in front of me was a, uh, just a junior, I don't, just a junior class going on. And right in front of me was a, a, a 10 year old girl and she was hitting golf balls and she was hitting driver and she was just, she was falling all over the place. Um, and laughing, having a great time. And these balls were pelted just boom, every ball. Um, it looked really bad. It looked worse than Scotty Scheffler's feet all over the place. Right. Um, and I sit there and I was like, man, this is, I was just watching it and I was just so captivated by how consistent the strike was with driver on the ball. And she was not, she was falling all over the place and um, nothing against the instructor. The instructor was going down and was grading, was grading the follow through positions, right? Just like we would have to stay balanced and do all those things. And, and we didn't know anything different. And the instructor gets to this this girl who was piping it, and says, "Okay, let's let's just um, hold our finish and toe tap our. Let's get way more balanced in our golf swing, right?" And unfortunately, I watched the poor girl just struggle for the last ten minutes, and she was very balanced. She was holding her finish position. She was doing all these wonderful movement pieces that looked good, um, but she couldn't hit a ball. Um, and she sat down, you know, just crisscross applesauce and kind of put her head in her hands and, and didn't participate the last five minutes. And for me, that was like an eye-opening experience as far as like, whoa, what, what happens if we just took the greatest female player ever to play and we coached her out of that movement, right? What is balance to, to, to all of us is very different. She was probably very imbalanced to coordinate the face there and hit great shots and solid shots. And um, just because it looks unorthodox and, and it doesn't look right on camera. And I always remember that. And I always kind of, I think about that often, like, wow, it could look different, right? I mean, it could look out of control, but it might be very controlled for that particular uh, player. So you got to kind of go into it uh, I always tell my guys here, like every lesson is an experiment and it's okay. It's okay to not know the answer going in um, because you don't know how that player moves. You don't know how balanced they are on their heels or on their toes or whatever it is. Everybody is different within those movement pieces that can be if efficient. Well, and I would say one of the last things that you want to do is take the athleticism out of somebody's Correct. swing. Correct. Like golf Correct. is not always thought of as a sport in the most traditional sense as far as an athletic feat but sure it, it is in a sense that that athleticism is only going to help if it's used properly or used you, you got in it. a way that's comfortable you got it we've had people that have played major league baseball nba nhl and we i've been fortunate enough to look at how they move and it's like man just um you, you know just just keep moving, keep, keep moving the way that, you know, you, your body wants you to move. It's, it's okay to, to kind of do that. So sometimes you have, I would consider these the greatest movers on the planet, right? If you're playing a sport at the highest level, I categorize people in my studio as good movers or bad movers. 
Um, but just because you have one leg doesn't make you a bad mover. You, 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 overall, we want you to have that freedom, like you said, Alex, to, to be athletic, to move, to, to do those things. And I just think we're not taught that. I was taught to keep my head still, put my feet in cement blocks, keep my back to the target as long as I can, throw the club out to the right and roll the face so I can hit a draw. And you go, oh, okay, um, that's a draw, but it's not, I couldn't even hold a green with a pitching wedge at some point, right? So you, 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 we're, we're in this great time period of understanding that, yes, it's okay to move. And I think people that have had back injuries and, our, our golfers that might be up there in age a little bit, it gives them some freedom to say, hey, I don't have to stay really still and swing the club around my spine, which is really hard. Um, it's okay to move a little bit. It's okay to fire your feet. It's okay to, if your head moves three inches off the ball or more, we, we will allow you that because we do see some now some correlation of how that can influence and help the golf club. Yeah, and, and nothing makes me happier as a student of the game to see that progression and see that people are okay with some things that sure. we're thinking outside the box finally you know right. i think for a long time it got a little bit um stuck and now we're finally seeing it a little cookie cutter with anymore. some stuff yeah yeah, yeah. I, I agree and, and i think it's this is a wonderful game that it's it's almost passed down it's almost passed down by you know it's like a, it's like that telephone game right it, it's 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 almost passed down generation after generation and uh, you know, if you're a player, you're going to you're going to tell people this and, and your kids one day. And it's this really cool, holistic kind of approach to a sport where it's a basketball. It's like, yeah, you just you just got to shoot that thing and make it, um, which I know there's more to it. But golf, I think, um, you know, it's always like this. This We've made it really, really easy and simple in this box of education and learning. And we go, what happens if we open that up? We're a lot smarter. You know, my whole thing is like, um, let's make it easy for people. Well, you know, I, I don't think that's always the case. I think if you if you open that up, then you go, man, there's a lot more to learn. Um, and if we're not learning, we're not thinking. So I, I think overall, I think it's a good thing that we say, it doesn't have to be in this small little box that we were, we need to keep our swing thoughts in. The game of golf. It's both challenging and rewarding, requiring focus, concentration, and the ability to tune out outside distractions. Peak performance is achieved through a synergy of body and mind. Shell Golf Apparel is designed with advanced textile technology that moves with you, with four-way stretch and moisture-wicking properties that keep you cool and dry. Visit shell.shop today and get 40% off the entire golf collection using promo code PLAYERPURSUITS. Now, back to the podcast with your host, Alex Shatek. Yeah, so we're, we're talking about all of this. So within the context of your academy, what kind of player does, does your facility attract, do you think? From an ideology yeah, standpoint, from a... Um, from a way that you train. Right. I think we, we attract all golfers that are obviously trying to learn. We have specialty within EGA and the Eisman Golf Academy that we, we are kind of out there and known for some of the technology that we do have. So we do attract golfers that are looking for a little bit more data. They're looking for a little bit more information. They're looking for a different 
maybe golf swing than they've had or golf lesson that they've had before. And I think we can really provide that with the technology that we do have. Um, I, I see primarily a, a lot of those, those good ball strikers. Uh, we work a lot with uh, high school kids and then getting them to college. And then I, I've, I've got many tour players. I've been fortunate enough to work with tour players within our facility here, even as well to collab with other coaches and share that data. Um, I think really what's unique and what's different about EGA is the experience that you get in a golf lesson is totally different. Um, we probably, I haven't talked about a grip uh, probably in two years, which is great, but it, I might talk about how you pressure grip, but we, we just look overall again at the, the body, the movement. And I think sometimes people think I'm not good enough for that. Um, I just want to hit it on the face. But again, it's important to have that conversation with those students that say that and say, look, um, this will help you even more put it on the face if we do have some of the movement pieces uh, in, in place. So, and we do this with short game. We, we even measure it with putting. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things that really, in my opinion, fits the mold into creating a better golfer, but just really getting that education to that golfer that maybe has been lacking some of that info. Yeah, I mean, as instructors, we all love working with with nerds and talented juniors and, sure. and pros, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but I think having the capacity to take advanced information and simplify it down to to help anybody regardless sure. of their goals, right? I mean, there's right. the guys that are trying to beat their buddies. There's the guys sure. that are just trying to get back to somewhere where they were before right. and being able to... Right provide information in a way that meets everyone's needs is, is very valuable. Right. And I think, you know, there, there's nothing, uh, that, that student's member guest is their major, right? Like oh, that, that, that high school kid trying out for their high school team is Augusta at the masters. So of where they are in life. And I, and I think it's very important that we as instructors always remember that, um, you know, Maybe I'm not working with a tour player, but the goals that this golfer is trying to achieve are just as important. And and we we make sure through, you know, when we sit down, we have a little interview and we say, hey, look, what are we what are we trying to do today? It's never me um, in here saying, hey, I think you should do this, this, this. The first thing that I ask a student and all my guys here is what would you like out of today? What are you trying to get um, and why? Uh, because I want to make my high school team, because uh, I want to win the ladies nine hole uh, uh, club champion. All of those things need to be just as important uh, to that instructor as if a tour player comes to you and say, hey, look, I'm trying to qualify for this or, or make millions of dollars. Um, and I think that's important. And that's a that's something that we can't forget when we're teaching everybody, the general public. Um, those goals are 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 just as as just as equal for everybody. I love the way that you said that when uh, you know I was with a player at the U.S. Open this year, and and I had them later hop on a Zoom call with all my clients, and I you yeah. know I kind of took him through. I, was, I took him back to the the first tee box. I was just like, what you know, walk through what you were feeling, and he described right. it. You know. It was, a little harder to breathe. I started going a little <laughs> right. fast, like, you know, all the right. standard things. And I looked at my players. I said, does that sound familiar? Because right. it's, it's the same experience. It is. The, and you're exactly we're human right, and the way we value it, it, it we're going to respond 100%. the same way. hundred percent. It's, and it's a weird game because tomorrow when you wake up and play, you're about to hit 
50% of the shots that you've never really hit before in your life, right? Like, how, how do you really prepare for this game, right? How can you prepare for what the weather's going to be, where your lie's going to be? Uh, my jacket I'm playing affects my backswing. You, you're, it, the game, you can go out and play the first hole at your local course every day, all day long, and you're just, it's never going to be the same. So, so it, it, it's, it's hard in that realm of understanding, like, it is such a hard sport, but um, let's just create some stuff that maybe there's some predictability. I hate that word consistency. Um, that's that's something that it's like eh, consistency in golf. Are you, like, are you kidding me? That's that's that's. Uh, it, let's throw that out. Let let's make some 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 matchups. Let's do some things within our practice um, that maybe there we're just upping our percentages of some predictability. That hey, that ball's going to go a little bit straighter. Um, but yeah, they're the correlation of what all, what all of us feel. Uh, I've been so nervous on a tee box, I I couldn't even spit. You 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 you. It's it, everybody feels it, and which I think is a great. Um, it's a great part of the game. It's something that we feel as a junior golfer, and we even if you play the tour, you still have those those feelings. Ex experience in the sport. I don't know, like what what does experience mean, like. You know, a 13-year-old playing AJGA getting really experienced is still feeling the same thing that a brand new golfer is experiencing, right? So, so it's it's um, it's all relative within within all of us of of how we're very similar uh, within the game of golf. Yeah, and I, I love the way you said that. I love the the little thoughts on consistency. I think, um, yeah. you know, I think consistency that leads straight into one of my questions. I think it's one of the most misunderstood or overused yeah. terms <laughs> in in the yeah. game of golf. Every right. player that I, I give a first lesson to, or even clients a little longer term, they always the first thing they say is I just want to be consistent. And I say, I don't really know what that means. This is a game of misses. You're going to yeah. miss constantly. Yeah. The, yeah. What are the best, the PGA Tour average greens in regulation is what, 11 point something? They hit <laughs> right, nine right. fairways per round. Like right. these are right. not eye popping four numbers. To four and a half birdies, right. It's, it's yeah. really, you, you're a hundred percent right. I, I really, yeah, I think it's kind of, we all, we all have the greater picture, which is consistency in our, in our mind. But really, I, I, yeah, it's one of those things as far as, um, you know, when somebody says that phrase, um, what I always say is, look, I've measured a tour player that's top five in the world in ball striking and every single swing I, I got to watch everything, every single movement piece was different. So and within those swings, right? And if you use technology and you get somebody on and you're making these swings and you get to look at data, you see every single swing is a little bit different, right? Um, it depends on how you, maybe you slept on the wrong side of the, my neck hurts, right? Every day is, is something different with, with what you're going to, to, to use out there on the golf course. So consistency, I, I agree with you that consistency is a, it's a tough phrase. It's a phrase within the golf industry that I think will always be there, but um, it's, it's very, it, I think we need to kind of come at that a little, little different way from an instructor uh uh, instructor point of view for sure yeah i always try to tell players you know working through your technique i i want to help continue to raise the ceiling and and we can sure. raise the floor yeah. there as well but i think yeah. a lot of you know getting to play at the highest possible level that you're capable of 
it, it, we might have to go beyond the swing a little bit. We're going to have to teach you right. how to manage some emotions, how to sure. how to play those different lies and and things right. of that nature. And and I think that is what um, you know keeps us coming back because we're still learning more in 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 that regard too. How to better convey that information, uh, get players to shoot lower scores. But it's it's that inconsistency that makes the game addicting too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, we use the term here a lot, like intent, right? Like we we change these things and we say like, okay, what's my intent? Well, people kind of walk backwards and they go, well, you know, my free shot routine, I'm, and it's like your brain already knows that. Like it already knows what it's supposed to do. You you could see the water to the left. You know, there's out of bounds right. You don't have to self create this whole painted picture in your head. Um, but it's 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 the intent right like what is the intent in this shot right here um and and i'd like to take that and i like to put that within a movement piece that the player can a feel b do and and it's not something that they can't control Mm -hmm. so whether that's a little bit more pressure in your trail foot uh as you're pressing down to get the golf club maybe it's a little bit of a, a preset of pressure getting those intents to change and staying within those intents as you play around a golf because that's the hardest part right you're going to have that intent and you're going to fail with that and then we go oh god i got the, the door's open right right it's it's you got all these swing thoughts everything going on but if you stick with these intents and you say i'm going to play 18 holes today and i'm going to make sure every shot i have the intent that i'm going as fast as i can when i need to Wh- whatever that intent is um, I think that's where you can start to see some things a little bit different as far as how we manage, how we maintain, uh, how we play around a golf and even how we practice around a golf. Yeah. That, that, that little spiral that you described when, when yeah. something goes wrong or we say, Oh, it's because <laughs> I forgot this. Oh, it's because I forgot right. this. No, it's, 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 it's part of the flow of the game. I, uh, right before yeah. I, um, got into coaching and teaching myself as a player, I had a, former tour player uh, talked to me about exactly what you described with intent, which was he made me the night before every I went to the course every day, he made me write down exactly what I was going to sure. do. So that, yeah. you know, for this yeah. 20 minute segment, I'm thinking I'm working on one thing, you right? Know, and I'm not right. gonna I'm not gonna let my emotions take over and go work on, you know, go go run away with this thought that's not gonna right. work. You know, right. it's, it's, no, yeah. it's like, I totally I'll, agree with that when we go to the gym, the, the people that are always there and the ones getting the best results have their little notebooks and, right, and right, right. you know, we laugh at them, but like th- that's, that they're that the ones getting results. Can work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. right. No, so, I, I totally, I totally agree. And, and my old coach used to say, I, 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 I do want to put this in there. I, I trained under a guy in our section named Al Jamison and he's, mm-hmm. he's long passed away, but um, he's a PGA hall of famer. He was 90, three years old when he started teaching me in my twenties, but he used to always say your round of golf, um, the gasoline is already out there on the golf course. It's just a matter of when you want to light the match on top of the gasoline. Right. So it's like, we know that we're going to hit some bad ones and, and it's, it's up to you um, whether or not you want to co- compound that or or try to or, or try to understand that or just be okay with that there's some i think if you put the t-peg in the in the ground and you you have this intent of you know what i'm gonna hit some really bad but i'm also gonna hit some really good ones um I, and that's hard to that's hard to do within competition and tournament golf but um i think every level no matter if it's junior golf college golf tour golf development tour 
the reason you're playing is to learn. Um, the reason that you keep playing is to learn the game, even at the highest level. Um, deep down, I think, why do you play? Uh, yeah, I play because I make money, but it's the only way to really learn um, is by playing and by playing in competition. And so from that, you know, first tee to U.S. kids, to AJGA, to, to college, to mini tours, to the professionals, um, the only reason we, we keep on that track is to keep learning. We learn by playing in this sport. Yeah, and and you know, kind of going in with that, I think it's easy to look forward and back and decide what we want to do. I know that that entire little conversation segment on on intent and being uh, deliberate in how we spend our time and and work on things. That's my was my biggest regret as a college player or someone who was looking to sure. jump into playing full time. Yeah. Is I wish I had learned those lessons, you know, just four sure. or five years earlier. Maybe it would have been different, uh, you <laughs> know. <laughs> if but, only, uh, right, Alex? If only, yeah. if we only, if we only, if we only do what would help us. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's, it's, it, it's, uh, you know, I, I think instruction and and I know in your in your time in your career and where we are now there's it's just totally it's totally different um and i and i think you know does a player need a coach or does a player need an instructor right like that's the, those two things are even uh, e even in play nowadays i feel like more where a coach is gonna hey a coach is gonna take you out on that golf course and the coach is gonna his coach is gonna watch you and say after the round be like man these you did this great and and for us instructors i was a coach for a little bit and it's wonderful that you could go out and play with all your students and you could really, um, as business grew, I became more of, more of an instructor. Um, and it's hard, it's, it, you know, I, I'm always at night looking at my phone and my wife's like, who are you talking? And it's a million students sending me all their information, right? Like, hey coach, look at this, uh, is this better? Um, so it, it is like, it's, it's, this, it's this endless journey that you're going on with, with, with that student uh, every time they hit a ball, every time they play. Yeah, take uh, and and just to take that one a little bit. The uh, I, I had the opportunity to coach college golf for a year. Sure. And, and my yeah. director of golf, when I when I showed up, he said, "You will learn more in the first three months of doing this job <laughs> than you've learned in the last decade." And I was like, "What are you talking right. about?" Sure enough, right. qualifying first event, oh, you learn a lot about golf. <laughs> yeah, standing right, from right. you getting the ten thousand foot view, looking down and going, "What are they doing? Why are you yeah, doing exactly. that?" Like, yeah. you know, and then yeah. you can apply it, you know, to yourself and actually uh -huh. coach and teach it better than ever before. Uh -huh. Right, a hundred percent. That's why I think there are some. There are some. I, I always feel like there are wonderful instructors that that blossom from that coaching element. Um, you know, and 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 vice versa. There's there's people that start off as instructors and then they they kind of they, they kind of grow into the game and they they become more of a coach and and I think you know and I always tell parents that are kind of uh, looking for that right fit even for their junior golfers like what what do you need do, do you need that coaching kind of view of the game um, or do you need that that more instruction based and and I think yeah that's a great way to look at it I know you coaching I'm sure you could go wow like. I just noted the whole team uh, hit in that hazard. Why, you know, like it's it's just yeah. interesting. It's a, a way different look uh, at. It's kind of what parents see a lot, right? Like, mm -hmm. what? Why'd you hit in the water? Um, you know? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it is. So, 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 I'm a big believer that parents are coaches to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, because they're, they're the ones that are out there watching and and um, it's important. I even think at times for for them to to give that input, give that feedback back to a, an instructor and say, hey, look, I've watched I've watched my I've watched Pierce here and like this is what I've noticed, um, you know, because maybe that maybe that that son or daughter isn't seeing those things out there uh, as they're playing. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times a parent has actually been like, it's completely changed the way that I work with a player knowing maybe the background or what what the the junior or the student is is omitting from what they're telling me you know right. uh, for whatever right. reason and sometimes you just have to get it from another source to, to actually right. have the whole picture and and know what to where to take it from there sure. um sure. Absolutely. so Absolutely. you know i i think we kind of brushed on it and and i'd like to power it home regardless yeah. of where you're looking for instruction um, I think I'm sh sure you agree, and I'd, I'd love to even have you keep talking about it. Um, you know, sit down with the pro instructor, coach, whatever they're going to be, and talk about what you're looking to get out of it. Because I can't tell right. you how many times the approach would have changed or or is changed from just a simple conversation like that. And it's also going to let you know if you click with that person, if if you believe what they believe, and and if you're going to dive all the way in or not. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that 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 interview is a, you know, with your student, with your client, that interview where you sit down and you say, hey, okay, what, what are we after today? Um, you could say, what are we after short term and long term? I'm not a big believer of that, to be honest, um, because I, I feel like if you set your goals kind of that way, it's like, I've got this tournament that's six weeks out. This is the most important tournament um, that I'm going to play. And I need to do all this stuff to prepare for that. Um, I think I think that's a harder way to kind of manage golf and, and all that strain that you're putting on yourself for that one tournament. Well, you're turning that um, one tournament into your US Open. <laughs> exactly. And I always tell people, no matter what you're playing in, your next tournament is not the most important. Uh, um, and they go, what? And I go, the most important thing is what you did over the past 20 tournaments. So, um, and what you're about to do, right? Um, I think overall, you know, it's important that you keep having that conversation with that student. Um, you you keep you keep the dialogue open. You you allow them because I, I think this is the key too. You allow them to give you the feedback after they play, and you say, okay, great. How was the intent that we talked about? How was how many straight shots did we hit? We we don't need to work balls all over the place. We're not tiger. We don't need to hit cuts in the back right pins. Like how many straight balls did you have? You know, I I think really you could put a blueprint together for every single one of your players based off of what they want, and and that's a game changer. I feel like in the world of golf instruction because it's usually what the golf instructor wants you to do. And again that, that I, we're all trying to help but if it comes from the student side if it comes if they're the one that's feeding that like yeah I, I i need to get faster alex can can we spend the next three lessons getting faster sure let's get faster but um we can't focus on where the golf ball goes yet but we're gonna get you faster and then maybe we can put it together i i think it's okay to um to really give them what what it is that they want you're we're not this uh you know, Exxon station where you pull in and the guy says, look, you need new ruts and these brake pads need to go. And, and um, we, we should be a little bit more open to, to what that golfer is after, because if there's a missing link there, 
I feel like that's when you're not that instructor may not be giving the best information to that to that student. Um, they can be broad with how they communicate and what they're after, but it all should maintain and merge back to exactly what that student has has come in for. Well, yeah, otherwise it's it's just like running in a hamster wheel. We got to keep them moving yeah. forward uh, in yeah. order to actually enjoy and see the value in in what they are doing and what they're spending all this time and and quite frankly, money to do. Um, exactly. So we exactly. have to, you know, you have to have the player work on what they want to be sure. developing. Otherwise, they're going to get sick of it. And that's not exactly right. what we're trying to do here. Right. <laughs> exactly. And, then, and, and maybe you need a coach mm -hmm. to go out there and see what that actually is if the player can't come up with because a player might say, hey, look, I need I need everything, um, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and right. And you go, OK, well, you know, we could we could give you everything. But I think that's where a coach and, and going out and watching what happens, you go, oh, yeah, like, let's let's focus on this here because, you know, um, this is what we've been seeing over the past couple of rounds is, is yeah, we're missing a lot of green. So um, mm -hmm. let's let's focus on some of these areas. But I, I think that, you know, golf can be, you know, I have a lot of times where guys come in, they go, I'm hitting, I'm hitting my driver great, my irons stink. And then the next day or the following weeks, like my driver is awful. And, you, you know, so it's like, it, we we've got to balance this out the right way with staying with some of these intents and staying with the goals that we're that we're really trying to, to trying to achieve. If you are bouncing all over the place with everything, um, I do think it's it's much it's much harder to do. We're all good at something in golf. We we all are. I guarantee you, even beginners, we're all really good at certain things within our games. We might not believe it. We might not see the proof of it all the time. Um, but there are skill sets that we have that are better than others. You keep sharpening those, um, but sometimes there's other areas of the game that need to be focused on. Well, the, and I think the easiest way to see that is in numbers, like assigning sure. value to things. So even if it's, if you don't want to go crazy with some stat software, if you just keep track of, you know, your fairways, your greens, that way it's not right. driven purely by emotion. If you do a drill, right. keep track so you know what maybe your baseline is and you know that sure. next time you go do it, just because it felt worse doesn't always mean it's worse. I've had right. players yeah. be elite ball strikers and and tarot and you know and have short games that need a lot of work and they tell me they need to keep hitting balls I'm like that's your right. superpower right. yeah <laughs> and at least and, yeah for sure know, they they still want to work on their swing their speed whatever we can absolutely do that but let's at least have the right. um, the valid information to make that 100 percent. and and i think there's this big thing going around now Alex, that says um you know don't believe the data or you know the data doesn't always make the player better. And um, I, I, I say no. Uh, I, I, I say there's no way. There, there's no way that if the data is improving uh, on what it is that you and that client, that, that, that golfer wants to work on, if that is improving, they are improving. Um, and I think, you know, I was in a seminar a couple of days ago and we had 50 coaches all over the world here. And, and there was this big discussion about the same thing, kind of like, well, you know, just because the data got better doesn't mean he's going to go out there and play. And I would totally disagree that the that that we are seeing the good that is coming out of that topic. Maybe we need to keep doing it. Maybe there's some little work and some intents that we have to keep in order to maintain that. Um, but if the data is changing and is trending in the direction that we want it to go in, that player will get better. 
Um, and I think that's something that I really like with having all the technology is we're able to see that. And we're like, man, that actually was a lot better than what you did. Um, is feel real? You could you can talk about that all, all day long, but I, I, overall, I want the player to see the proof. And the only way we could show that is with the data. Mm -hmm. so, so there's a big correlation in my mind to when that data is changing, whether it's something on TrackMan that you're doing, whether it's something on, on speed or, 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 or on torque and, and toe heel force or, or jumping out of the ground and getting linear force to, to hit it faster, whatever that is, yes, collect that data, see that data change. That player is getting better with their overall game. Yeah, it, it, it amazes me because um, to me, it's so simple. Exactly what you said. It does amaze me when people put on, you know, the blindfold. I, you know, I still see arguments, whether it be on social media or at the club, whatever, sure. about how, sure. how distance is not as big of a deal as it is. It's like it, it, the, <laughs> yeah. All the numbers are there. If, if you're not um, yeah. accepting the value of speed and distance at this point, you're, you're choosing to not look you, at things. You're right. I, I think the people that sometimes might be saying that are the people that haven't seen those, done those things themselves, right? Um, right. And you can always say like, well, yeah, I, I've never really had a player that goes, man, I'm hitting it longer and I'm getting really bad at golf. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't, I just don't, I don't ever hear, hear that. I go, man, I'm really, I hear, I, I'm, I've hit all of these over the green today, but I had a blast because I hit it really good, right? Um, I so, love hearing so that I, one. I say I'll never yeah. apologize for having that happen. <laughs> right. And, and I just, I, I mean, the hardest thing for us to do is just hit a, a, hit a solid strike ball that goes kind of far and straight and you go, like, you know, you, I'm sure even you have students that sometimes go, oh, that wasn't good. And you look at it and you go, what? Like, you, you just did the hardest thing, in my opinion, in sports, besides hitting a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, <laughs> is to hit a golf ball pretty solid and pretty straight. Mm -hmm. You better like that <laughs> because that's what you that that's what it is that you you, you almost get addicted to well I, I always like to say like if we had that one on the course could you play it like oh well, i guess yeah. well yeah it's pretty yeah. good then <laughs> can, can you yeah, make I, with that shot cool that, that's a great that's a great thing you know you see people out there practicing they go oh i'm cutting it and slicing it all over the place and and how is that relative to what it is you're going to do tomorrow when you play I, you know are you still going to continue to do that we don't we don't even know maybe tomorrow you draw it um so yeah it's it's you know, again, I, I like to go back to keeping the intense and I like to go back to do those match up to some predictables. Um, okay, that's just upping our percentages of some good stuff that might snowball on top of each other and for us to, to play pretty good. Um, and I think if we keep it in that uh, in that thought process for the most part, then, then people enjoy it and people get better. Yeah, no, I think... John, this has been just a, a fantastic conversation. Yeah, I hope that the, the listeners, coaches, players, I think we kind of threw something for everybody to hopefully get something quality out of it. It's been absolutely yeah. great to have you on. Um, I'm sure we'll ask you to come on again. <laughs> I appreciate that, Alex. Do you have I anything, any, anything you're trying to plug? Any last words before we... Uh, no, Walk just off. keep your intent. <laughs> keep yeah. your intent. Get 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 an intent out there when you play, and you'll be much better. It's not a swing thought. It's just an intent. Find that intent. Stick with it. Golf is this big, big risk reward, and it's okay to throw that. It's okay to throw that scale into risk and get the reward. That's what I would say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks, Alex. I appreciate it.